0: Hey, I want to tell you real quick about a free video series that we created for people who want to become an online nutrition coach. These videos address people's fear of not being able to get results for their clients, imposter syndrome, as well as the fear of just not being able to get clients in the first place and make this work. We also talk about why now is an enormous opportunity to become an online nutrition coach in these super stressful and uncertain times. So whether you're already a coach and just want to get better or you've never coached but are super interested in it, check out these free video series at workingagainstgravity.com slash free training.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Cashew.
0: And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development.
1: Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships.
0: We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Yo, yo. Hey hey!
1: Welcome back, guys. Today we have one of the fluffiest episodes ever.
0: No. We're talking about
1: self-love.
0: It's not fluffy. I
1: mean, it's a pretty fluffy topic. Um, however, I think this is something deeply personal and important to every single human being, and hopefully you get something really great out of this.
0: I love that you are one of the most masculine men I know. Very rugged, manly, but also bring up fluffy topics like this because this was a podcast idea by Michael Kaju not by me. It really was. And so, could you stop.
1: Yeah, don't touch me with your knee.
0: <laughs> so this is not just a conversation for the ladies. This is a conversation for all human beings. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so before we get into it, thank you for all of you that have taken the time to leave reviews. We so appreciate you guys. Also, if you're a huge fan of this show, we would really appreciate it if you would share this with someone. Uh, That's one of the best ways to help us reach more people is just to share this with one of your loved ones or your training partners or your actual partner, whatever that may be.
0: Yeah, I've been hearing about some people sharing our conversations with their intimate partner or a family member, and then it really is stimulating some good conversation that they're having. So Mm -hmm. we really try to not filter the types of topics that we're willing to have on the show. We talk about real hard stuff that's going on in our lives. And these are conversations that I think would be worth having with people in your life as well. So share it with people you love and have some conversations about the ideas that we're bringing up here.
1: And on some of our episodes, we answer your questions on the show. And we've given, we've provided a place to leave voicemails. So then we'll listen to the voicemail, we'll play it on here, and then we'll answer it. If you're interested in having one of your questions answered, you can go to workingagainstgravity.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the start recording button, leave your name, where you're from, and a nice concise message with your question. Let's get into this. So, Everybody talks about self-love, or many, many people talk about self-love. It's such a buzzword these days. But very few people actually know what that means. Like They don't know what self-love means in the first place. And furthermore, they don't even know how to do it, like how to develop self-love.
0: Well, think about the word love to begin with. If you ask people to define what love is, it's a really difficult thing to define in the first place. And then you're going to add loving yourself. I think it's easier to conceptualize loving somebody else or for most people, Mm -hmm. putting that energy towards someone else or falling in love or loving your children or your pets or something like that versus loving yourself, who Mm -hmm. you spend the most time with and you're talking to yourself in your head all day long. Um, So you're adding complexity to something that's already complex. So it's completely understandable that It's a hard thing to understand. Mm
1: -hmm. And the reason that this is so important is because it is what allows you to truly be comfortable in your own skin. It allows you to have peace of mind, to just feel like you're already enough, and it allows you to avoid getting caught in the rat race of just needing to achieve more, 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 and thinking, if I just achieve this thing or I just get this thing, then I'll be happy. That's a, a rat race that probably the majority of the world is in, but definitely Mm -hmm. Western society, which is very incentivized to make more money and achieve more and more. Uh, It also helps you avoid being discontent, having poor relationships, and just generally not enjoying your life.
0: Yeah, there's something about being okay with where you are at right now, even if it's not where you want to be, Mm -hmm. that adds this level of peace and something that I don't think... I think I might spend the rest of my life trying to master it and live truly peaceful, but I believe it is an incredibly important practice to cultivate. And we're going to talk about today ways that you can tangibly do that. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about on the show, we're always talking about steps that you can take and actions that you can take to implement in your life right away. Which is why I love that Michael brought this podcast episode idea up because we really do have a bunch of steps that you can start doing today. Mm-hmm to start learning how to love yourself and being okay with yourself right now, which doesn't mean that you don't want to change and grow and learn, but it takes that layer of pain and suffering away of just wishing something was different than it is right now.
1: Right. And the, the reason I started to write this podcast or prepare for this podcast in the first place is someone asked me on a podcast I was on at the very end of the show, it was of really heavy question to end it with, but he's, he said something like, how do you feel like you are enough for the people in your life? And I sat and thought about it. And the first thing that came up for me was a Brene Brown quote or concept that goes something like, if we want to belong to others, we have to first belong to ourselves, right? If we have If we want to be in loving relationships with others, we have to first love ourselves. And I think many of you have probably heard some form of that, but very few people dive into what that really means.
0: So we want to talk about how to cultivate self-love. And I this is something that you actually taught me. I don't know if you got it from somewhere else. So if you did get it from somewhere else, give that person some cred, but self-love is a lot like loving somebody else. Mm -hmm. So if you really put the lens of how do I love other people, how do I appreciate other people, how do I accept other people for the way that they are right now without wanting to change them, then you can just flip the other person and turn it on yourself. Mm So let's talk about a couple things that you can do.
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, in a second we're going to talk about some... More actions, but one one like asterisk that just came up when you were talking is that when we're in relationship with other people and with ourselves, we'll probably naturally have some judgments come up about how that person is living their life, uh, mistakes they've made, mistakes we've made, the way that we're living our lives, and when we're in a very a healthy relationship, you're probably to some degree, willing to put aside those judgments and accept that person for who they are, right? We may not agree with everything that someone else does. We may not, you know, we may have some regret about some decisions that we've made, but at the end of the day, we have to accept those people for who they are because, they are doing the best that they can with the information that they have available to them. And that—that that is what we are doing as well.
0: Yeah. There's a landmark forum concept of loving people for all they are and all they're not. And I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. I love you for who you are and who you're not. And ch- trying to wish you or somebody else is just creating suffering for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think you can flip that on yourself. I love myself for who I am and who I am not in this current moment. And I can love myself right now. And I don't need to wish I was different than I currently am. Mm -hmm. So I think that when you think about it, you flip the perspective. I know how to love other people. It's easier for me to love other people. It's more difficult or more confusing on how to love myself. What do you do when, how do you treat people that you love? Mm -hmm. So the ways that we've listed of, just things that come straight to the top of our minds when we think about how we love other people, we attentively listen to their needs. So if we really love and care about someone, they tell us something that they need in their life or something that's going on, we're actually listening to them and being present with them and paying attention to them. Mm -hmm. So do that with yourself, you know?
1: (laughs) Number two is we make agreements with others as to how we want to be treated that are and these things, these agreements that we make are either said or unsaid. And we do that based on number one, which is through listening.
0: We also create boundaries with people. And that's things that we know that we should say or do to each other. So that's things like knowing when someone needs some space or knowing we have some friends living in our house right now. And we didn't even have to tell them, but we they knew we were having a date night last night and they left the house. Mm-hmm. And no,
1: we did talk about it.
0: Oh, we did? I talked about it. Oh, okay. So they actually left the house and that was totally cool. And that mm-hmm. was their way of loving and appreciating us.
1: Number four is once you have those agreements and boundaries in place, once you verbalize them or there are just some unspoken, stuff. some under, understandings, then uphold those boundaries, right? With people that we're in a healthy, loving relationship with, we have a very high degree of integrity, right? We do what we say we're going to do when we say we're going to do it and we keep our promises to these other people. So we uphold those agreements and boundaries.
0: We also spend time and attention on those people. People that we love, we find ways to, even if they're not in the same place as you, you FaceTime them, you Mm -hmm. call them, you text them, you're in communication with them, you stop by their house for even a short period of time just to connect and you're there with them, not... Distracted on Instagram or texting other people while you're in this conversation. Uh, that's, and if you're not treating other people how we're talking about, that's probably a good place to start too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, th- of- maybe we should do a lesson on how to love other people. Mm-hmm.
1: We are right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite sayings is if you want to know what someone cares about, look at their calendar and their checkbook, mm. right? We say we care about X family member but when's the last time we went over to their house or or gave them a call right we yeah, our, our values may have just changed and we we're just telling ourselves a story about what we really care about. But if we look at where we're spending our time and our attention and our money, pretty apparent what we actually do care about and value.
0: Right. I think you could also flip that on yourself. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, where are you spending your own time and energy and money? I say I want to have a six pack, but where are you spending your time, your energy and your money? Mm-hmm. Is that really a pr- like, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's so good.
1: So number six is go above and beyond for that person. So with people that we love, we're not just upholding agreements and spending some time with them. We're really looking for ways to delight them, to surprise Mm -hmm. them, to support them, them, make their lives better, right? We're trying to add value to their lives rather than just showing up.
0: And you're not just waiting to be asked to do something. You're going above and beyond. Like a great example is... We have had some friends and family members get pregnant and have babies recently. We made it a priority to cook them some food that they can have in their freezer. And they never had to ask us for that type of thing. Mm-hmm. We just love them and we know it's going to be a challenging time. And we want to support them as much as we possibly can. So helping them prepare. I mean, if any of my... You know, I have a friend who yesterday she dropped off some... Uh, like a supplement for me because I was I was having I wasn't feeling well. So so she dropped off a supplement for me and she didn't even need to see me. That's um love right there. Amen.
1: So loving yourself can be looked at in the same exact way. And real quick, I'm sure there are a hundred other ways to love other people, but those are just the, it seems like the biggest principles that that came to mind. Well, there's six
0: great principles and this is a 20 to 30 minute show. So we didn't want to just keep rattling it off. But what we're going to do next really is flip each of the six and we're going to describe it in the sense of doing that thing to ourselves versus doing it for other people.
1: Number one is listen to your body and your mind for feedback. So... What you want to do is you want to figure out what makes you feel best in the present and in the future. And in step one, you just want to, you, you want to figure that stuff out. What makes you really tick? What makes you feel alive, makes you feel at peace, makes your body feel great? And some ways to do that are journaling, meditating, or just in general, just paying super close attention to how certain behaviors and habits make you feel.
0: Perfect. Number two is now that you know what makes you feel your best in the future and makes you feel your best now, or at least have an idea, have some things that you want to try, make some agreements with yourself to actually do the things that make you feel best now and in the future. So it could be exercising, it could be meditating, it could be journaling. I have a, it I have could a be... great one for this. Okay. So,
1: I've I've told you this story before, but like two years ago, I was looking back through some of my old journals from like 2012 on. And I found two periods of time that in my journals that I talked about, I, I was like, I had this very lucid moment where I said, I wrote something like, I feel best when I meditate 20 minutes a day. And I looked further back from that. And right before that, I was going through a period of like depression and just like, yeah, just kind of depression. Like I was just kind of down. And so I was super, and that happened twice in different, like different years. And so in that moment, I was like, I just have to meditate every, like 20 (laughs) minutes every day. Like there's no, this just this pattern keeps coming up. So that's just one example of me listening and being really clear and then making an agreement that I've upheld now for the last two years almost every single day.
0: And the fact that you could even notice that pattern is because you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. And you're doing step number one, which is listen to your body and mind for feedback. So that really is the first, if you do nothing else, paying attention to what's coming up for you, your thoughts, your feelings, your physical body. But we're on number two, which is make agreements. With I think yourself.
1: W- we have one more thing here. Is you know, if you're if you're kind of new to this, you might identify some things that you're already doing. Uh, you also might identify some things that you want to be doing that you're not. Start slow and just make one agreement at a time. This is like any habit formation that we ever talk about. Mm-hmm. Do one thing at a time. Really crush that. You can always get bonus, but just make sure you're building integrity like one brick at a time you're just starting as slow as possible
0: and especially if you are if you don't already know a couple things that make you feel good then start trying things and be okay with them not being the thing that Mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm. makes you feel good you have to start somewhere you have to try certain things so make an agreement with yourself that I'm going to try this thing or I'm going to continue doing this thing that makes me feel best now and in the future. And one caveat about number two is something uh, this woman, amazing woman named Mama Gina told me recently. And she said something along the lines of self-love doesn't actually have to feel good. And so if you're thinking that self-love is taking a warm bath, which it might be, or eating some chocolate or skipping your exercise routine... Those things could be self-love, but you also have to think about sometimes self-love just doesn't feel good. There's times where you've not wanted to meditate for 20 minutes in the morning. There's times where I just don't want to go to the gym, but doing that is actually what makes me feel best. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about the you right now that needs to feel good. It's the future version of you. So... Right now in this particular moment as I'm sitting here on this podcast with you, it would feel amazing to have a whole box of mac and cheese. That's just really what I want right now. But future- especially if
1: you put it on a hamburger.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think I want that. Oh, we're but oh, <laughs> we are different. But future me would not feel good that I did that. So there's a difference between so actually not having the mac and cheese is self-love for mm-hmm. me right now. I would lean more heavy to what does future me want versus what does me now want? Mm -hmm. Because human beings are, uh, that's why they did the marshmallow experiment for those of you that know it. It's we love uh, instant gratification. We want things right now. Mm -hmm. Just think about that and just understand that it doesn't actually have to feel good. It can be hard, it can be uncomfortable, it can be difficult. Like self-love might be having a hard conversation with someone in your life. Mm -hmm. And that never, ever feels good in the moment but it feels amazing afterwards. Yep. So I just wanted to say that to make sure that that gets out in the air. Yeah,
1: that's great. Number three is similar, but kind of in the opposite direction. So it's creating boundaries for yourself. So making agreements is like, these are the things that I want to do. And there's a this is a little bit gray, but, but it's like, these are the things I want to do and I'm agreeing to do. Boundaries are the things that I am agreeing not to do, right? Um, a boundary for myself is... I don't want to spend every single night of the week like with other people. And some, you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough to have uh, a lot of great friends, and I could probably hang out with someone every night. But I need time alone with a D. I also need time alone with myself. So I'm not yeah. going. I, my boundary is I'm not going to overcommit myself and overbook my week.
0: Yeah, boundaries around work. Boundaries around personal time, exercise time. There's so many boundaries that you can create for yourself to make it so that you can follow through on the agreements that you make. It kind Mm -hmm. of builds on number two. When you create the boundaries, it makes the agreements easier for you. Um, Michael also doesn't want to spend every night of the week with me. so
1: (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Number four, which is something we've already been talking about, is uphold the agreements and boundaries. For instance, I I guess I just kind of said this. One for me is I need a significant amount of personal space or I have uh, so far in my life. We're about to have a kid, so I'm going to have to rewrite that story. For me, it's really important that I uphold that boundary. And if I don't, I I just don't show up in the other areas of my life as powerfully as I would.
0: Number five is to be present with yourself. Get out of your head and into your body. Do things you love that get you out of your head. So... Just like we want to be present with other people, Mm -hmm. we want to be present with ourselves. That means the same things. Being on Instagram is not being present with yourself. You know, texting other people is not being present with yourself. It could be just dancing, doing a dance class or doing exercise or going for a walk and not bringing your phone with you or not listening to a podcast at the same time, Mm -hmm. just having some silent time and just be with yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you can be present with yourself while you are kind of distracted and watching television or, you know, YouTube videos or playing on your phone. But I think the ones that are really recharging are the ones when you're like truly present and you get out of your head. So that has to do with doing things that Naturally and effortlessly get you out of your head. So playing a sport, dancing. What what are some other ways that like solo spending activities. time in
0: nature, mm-hmm. walking. But the to talk about what you are talking about, like video games, TV. That is a way to kind of get present. But I like the way Eckhart Tolle talks about it, where he talks about that being below consciousness. There's like above, like you're like two in your head, and then being conscious and present is being with yourself in your body. And then below consciousness is kind of like checking out where you're just being stimulated by something and you're, it's okay to check out sometimes and Mm -hmm. it kind of feels good sometimes, but it's really good practice to spend some time in the middle where you're present with yourself. And it might actually be uncomfortable to do that Mm because we have the ability to distract ourselves constantly. Mm -hmm. So I think walking in nature is a good one, playing games, sports, Exercise, walking.
1: You really like walking.
0: I love walking so (laughs) much. Gardening could be that. That's plenty. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Finally, number six is (laughs) go above and beyond for yourself. So don't just show up. Don't just uphold the agreements and boundaries, but really go above and beyond. That you know what comes to mind for me when when we talk about this one is something that you brought up right before the uh, right before we press record, which is like this is where the stuff like run a hot bath for yourself comes in, like really surprise and delight yourself, just like you would someone, someone that you love, like whatever, whatever just makes you feel like delicious and just love your life more, bake those into your life, like do those activities that just feel like they're a little bit above and beyond. And you might even feel a little guilty, like you don't deserve that. But to love yourself and really give yourself evidence that you love yourself, you have to go above and beyond occasionally.
0: I also think going above and beyond though doesn't have to be indulgent. Like for me, the example that immediately came up of going above and beyond for myself, this might be a silly example, but it's like spending the time to organize our whole closet and putting my laundry away and clean, having our house get cleaned as best as possible. And then I feel like that's an indulgence. Mm -hmm. I feel so good about my life. But before I do that, there's million things in the world I would rather do than to do any of those things. Mm -hmm. But that actually is going above and beyond for myself, Mm -hmm. I think, because I could not do that. I'd be okay. I would survive, but my life is so much better when I go above and beyond and I just really carve out the time to make our space feel amazing. So it doesn't always have to be indulgent, but I do appreciate the indulgences too.
1: So yeah, this is where number one, like listening to your body and your mind really comes into play. This is going to be different for every single person. Uh, one thing, I'm not sure if we've talked about this on a podcast, but one thing I'm a fan of is like when, when I'm at a peak or I guess a pit or like a bottom, I pay really close attention to writing down what's going, why things are going so well or why things are going so poorly so that I can... I don't. I don't often reference back, but I like it. Like, crystallizes in my mind. Okay, this is all of the things that I do when I'm at my best, and this is like all all the things that I'm not doing, or all of the things that I am doing that have led to me feeling like shit Wait, right now. Did
0: you learn this from me? I don't think so. I, yeah. I've done this for years. I really did they learn this from me? Because I do this with the athletes all the time. Oh, cool. Where when things are going really, really well for them and they're crushing it, that is the opportunity I take to be like. Let's write down all the things that you're doing right now mm-hmm. so that when things aren't feeling amazing, because life ebbs and flows and it's always happens, you have this list to refer back to. Mm-hmm. So you can cross check the list. Am I doing any of the things that make me feel amazing? So I like that you do that, but I like that you did. I didn't learn it from you. So <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. let's just go back over these steps yep. for how people can practice self love.
1: Yeah. So, number one is listen to your body and mind for feedback. To make agreements with yourself based on that listening, right? You know the things that make you feel great. So make, make a, a, an agreement, start really small. And that's number two. Number three is create boundaries for yourself. So when you know what you don't want, make boundaries. And number four is to uphold those boundaries, uphold the, those agreements that you make with yourself. Number five is to actually be present with yourself, get out of your head and into your body. And number six is to go above and beyond for yourself.
0: I think that's a really great list of things to do. And I feel like we ordered them in order of operations. Like start at one and keep working your way down. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Listen to our How to Create High Efficiency Habits episodes or How to Be, I don't know if the productivity episode, but listen to all the episodes (laughs) because they all probably have some themes that inter interlace with this one Mm -hmm. and how to actually implement these things in your life and i hope that you begin falling in love with yourself peace thanks for joining us stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on instagram at working against gravity
1: don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes leave us a five-star review and refer a friend We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.